So the question is, is there a better ghost movie than the one we're talking about today? I'm going to challenge you and say not. There isn't any better. People may argue with me on this, but wow, what a film. I've been such a fan of The Changeling from an early age, and it still impresses me when I watch it. This is Rick again from Dr. Movie, short, doing little short episodes, talking about my favorite movies, and checking out some new stuff along the way as well. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. And again, if you have recommendations of movies you want me to check out or do a review on, feel free to, to tell me, and I'm sure I'll do it. No price involved. No Patreon. I'm just doing this because I want to. <laughs> Anyways, back to the case. The Changeling is such a one-off movie. It came out in 1980, and... The magic of this movie is there's obviously no CGI. It's 1980. Uh, very little effects at all. There's no real jump scares. There's no grotesque floating ghost going on. This is just excellent storytelling. And part of that reason... Is because the director, Peter Medic, um, doesn't have a track record of doing horror movies. Uh, sure, he kind of kicked in some later on, I guess, to make money. That's right. The same guy that brought you Species 2, or at least he directed it, uh, directed The Changeling. And if you look back at his his uh, filmography, filmography of what he's done, uh, very little horror stuff at all. And there's something about that aspect. I can think of several examples, and you probably can too, of directors that, you know, horror is not really their genre that they really dive into. But they kind of make these movies that stand the test of time in a genre that, you know, they just dabble in from time to time. That's totally the case here. The way this movie is shot... It's so atmospheric. Uh, you, you take away a lot of the normal tropes that we see in a movie like this, such as the big, scary, spooky, run-down house with the deteriorating walls and stuff like that. Uh, sure, there's a huge, scary-looking mansion house in this, but it's not run-down, even though it's been empty for 40, 50 years. The inside is still very well kept. The outside obviously needs some trimming. Got some vines growing up around stuff. Things like that. The house has a character to it. No doubt about it. But it's not your typical horror movie that we normally see. Where the walls are basically black and gray. And crap running down them and stuff like that. All the CGI stuff we're used to now. I love the fact that this house is preserved and even in the movie they talk about it being used for uh either a library or you know an, an art house an art gallery uh some kind of historic you know function with this house uh, i'm also going to mention 
What really makes this movie, not only is the house great and the direction on point, but you got the one and only George C. Scott. Now, George C. Scott, very, very, very possibly my favorite actor of all time. I love anything he's in, and he is so believable in this movie. And I think that's just what I love about him. No matter what he's in, he knows how to sell it. And this one, to me, is is the ultimate George C. Scott movie. Now, I know he's won Oscars for performing in Patton and all these other things, which are great. Don't get me wrong. But to me, the character he plays in this movie, so relatable, so realistic. It just, it hits the heartstrings. Um give you a little backstory of the movie if you haven't seen it i'm gonna go ahead and tell you if you haven't seen it you need to fix that it is just a phenomenal movie uh will it scare you maybe not will it keep you on edge to a certain degree it's not a jump scare fest it is a 70s slow burn but a great story with a great payoff and you're just digging through this. It has a very Italian feel to it as far as how things are revealed and how it moves along. But again, George C. Scott's character is has gone through every grown-up's nightmare. Uh, the, the opening of this movie is just crushing. And I, I don't want to really give it away, but it really sets up Everything that kind of follows from that point on, uh, just devastating. So uh, I'll go ahead and warn you about that, that it's, you know, it's not gory. You don't see anything, but it's devastating. And uh, so he's trying to get on with his life. He's a musician, composer, uh, also teaches music class at colleges. So he's well-established trying to get his life back in order after this traumatic incident. And he's trying to relocate. And a friend of his says, hey, I know somebody that knows some old buildings that maybe you can just go spend time, time on the piano, and, uh, you know, get your groove back, basically, is what's going on. Uh, So he moves into this house, and every night, or is it every morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, he starts hearing this banging Throughout the entire house, it's booming, super loud, echoes through the whole house, and then it just stops. He's got uh, a couple of people that are groundskeeper of the place that come in and do repairs and things like that. And they go and check the furnace, thinking it's the furnace, and can't really find anything that's out of place. Uh, As time goes on, George C. Scott's character, he's sitting at a piano and he's playing this melody. He doesn't even really know the song. He knows that it's been composed before. He's not writing it. It's just like came to him by memory of some sort, even though he doesn't really know the song. And he's just playing it. And the groundskeeper guy goes, wow, that's that's really pretty. He's like, yeah, I, I, I've never played it before. Never even heard it before, but I know it's been composed. So you got this aspect going on, and he's playing across the piano, and he hits a note, and it that doesn't work. Nothing plays when he hits the note. And he walks away from the piano, and later on, the note plays itself. 
letting you know there's something in the house. This builds into a situation where something from beyond is reaching out to George C. Scott's character, needing his help. So yeah, there's a lot of movies that do this kind of scenario. I'm I'm going to say, uh, without really going back and digging into 50s and 60s, this is the first movie I can think of, and possibly the the template that they use from there on to make movies such as Stir of Echoes, all these kind of ideas. Um, kind of ahead of its time. Come to find out that, you know, he's realizing there's something in the house reaching out to him. He, uh, like I said, he, he suffers a, a loss. And there's a scene where something reminds him of that, that situation and there's a rubber ball, a, you know, a child's ball that comes down the staircase, which should not be up there. Because he had it, and he had it put away in, in a cabinet. It comes rolling down the staircase. So he's freaked out. He takes the ball, gets in his car, drives to a bridge, throws it off in the river. And by the time he comes back home and opens the door... It's rolling down the staircase again, and it's wet. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about with this movie. Not necessarily scary, but it it, it, it is such a realistic play on... If something like this was going to happen, it wouldn't be like your paranormal activity and all these things that we've seen since. This is just a lot more realistic. And again, George is just incredible um, needless to say the story goes on and he finds out what's going on and does a lot of backstory on the senator who uh, is in power who came from a family that uh, had a lot of money and uh, the story really revolves around that character and George C. Scott is trying to right a wrong from long ago. Not to mention, which is, again, it's a great story, great play up into stuff. Uh, there's some, some crazy things that happen, like uh, George C. Scott goes out of the house one day and way up high. This thing's like two or three stories high. A window breaks, stained glass window, and it falls right at his feet, a little piece of it. So he goes, tries to go up to the room because he sees where it came out of to investigate. And he finds out that that room has been boarded off, shut up, closed off like it doesn't even exist. And he goes in there and he finds, of course, cobwebs everywhere, uh, a notebook, a small wheelchair, which you see in the, all the, the artwork of this movie. And he finds this music box. And the music box opens and it's playing the song that he was playing on the piano earlier that he had never heard before. So again, creepy, spooky, slow burn stuff that all builds to a great ending of a movie. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough. So uh, I don't want to give too much away. I know a lot of people that are big fans of this movie. And if you are, 
share that with me. If you love this movie and you you want to talk about it, you know where I'm at on Facebook and everything else. Just reach out. Gladly would love to talk about this movie. But for all of you that have not seen it, again, I, I can't think of a better ghost story. Even if you want to call it a ghost revenge story than this one and the way it's shot. Great crane shots that are done. Fantastic claustrophobic camera movements through the house. Very uh, very gliding. Very Argento-ish when you think about it. Maybe even Bava to a certain degree. Um, so fluid. Great storytelling. Oh, the seance scene. He actually brings in a medium to try to figure out what's going on. The greatest seance scene of all time in any movie. And there's a huge payoff to it too because George C. Scott decides he's going to record the whole thing on audio tape. And uh, after the seance is done, he goes back and listens. You start getting a lot more clues of what's going on that couldn't be hear, couldn't be heard by human ears. Uh, again, amazing, spooky, classy. That's this movie. That's the Changeling. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, so, if you will, check this one out. I am never disappointed in this movie, not one bit. So, take the time when you got time when you can just sit down and watch a good movie, not be distracted, turn off the lights, sit there and just get pulled into this movie. Uh, it's also on Tubi, which kind of sucks because you got commercials you have to go through. But, all that being said, I just don't think you can beat this movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it's even hard to classify it as a horror movie. Uh, it does have elements to it. But this is really about the psyche of somebody that's gone through through something traumatic. And the whole reasoning of the spirit from beyond reaching out is because there's a compatible story between what happened to George C. Scott, and what has happened in the rest of this story. Fascinating movie. Absolutely love it. And you should, too. So, with that being said, go check it out as fast as you can. Till then, folks, we will check you later. <laughs>